Welcome, travelers. We're aware that your journey was difficult, but prepare to have your questions answered, for you have been granted an audience with the Masters of Modern. And welcome back to Masters of Modern. I'm your host, Alex Kessler, here with my co-host, Ben Bateman. What's going on, gang? How's it going? Going good. It's going sweet. This is a fun am I, one. Am we, I part of the gang? You're part of the gang. Sweet. We uh, guys, we have a really fun episode for you today. We uh, we had this fun this fun conversation in the last few days that resulted in like the culmination of many comments we've made on the podcast, and and now we're going to bring you this subject, which we will unveil in just one second. Yeah. Well, it's 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 interesting, and we'll talk about it once we talk about things you guys should go do. Like follow us on Twitter. We are at the MMCast. I'm yep. at Kess Wiley. I'm at Ben Bateman Media. Um, you should follow our sister podcast and on YouTube, because that's where, you know, you can find video versions of their podcast. They do actually, they have like a live camera, so you can see what Jimmy and Josh look like. That's the Command Zone. Yep. So if you find them, search the Command Zone on YouTube. You can also find us on YouTube. Uh, we are at the MMCast. Are we? No, we're not. We're slash Top Twitter. Decking TV. I yeah, think. I think that's what it is. We're slash. just search... Search Masters of Modern Podcast on, on YouTube and you'll find us. I think, though, actually less can even surprisingly than that, if you just go to YouTube.com slash Top Decking TV, I think that's us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It is. You're right. That's, that's good. <laughs> so, uh, guys. Beyond that, uh, we have a Patreon. It helps us actually accomplish a lot of cool things. Like last week, we recorded the Top 100 Cards of Modern and it took us five hours and we were able to do that with help of Patreon money because they helped us buy the cool microphone. We used the stream and they helped pay for the equipment that let us kind of accomplish that whole thing. And, and, and the editor the, we asked to go. Editor, yeah. Yep. Everything. So all um, and we, that, you know, the editor we do every week with the, do the videos. So yeah. So make sure to check all of that out. Um, so today's episode is going to be pretty sweet. We're doing uncompleted cycles through history that wizards should complete. Yeah, either the uncompleted cycles or like cycles that should be created to like the flip side of maybe like an allied color thing. We're going to explain all of them. Right. They're, they're all going to be, this is going to be a lot of like theorizing what we think they should be. Um, chances are, Chances are we're going to end up seeing a lot of these cycles over the next few years. This is what well, Wizards yeah, the, likes to do. What, what kind of spawned this conversation a little bit is we noticed over the last year, Wizards has actually done a pretty good job at completing a lot of these cycles, and even a little bit longer. If you all go all the way back to Khan's Block, Khan's Block was very much themed around finishing all the cycles they started in Shard's Block, where you had charms and you had leaders to each faction, and you had extra leaders or other secondary things, versus, kind of like where the old ones had gods versus leaders. So that was kind of cool. And then... We got a com- you know we got a werewolf legend which fixed some of the Innistrad problems. We got um, the uh, green white legend that kind of fixed the you know the two colors that didn't get legends in Innistrad. We got pairs um, up to and including uh, both the enemy lands and the fast lands, completing those land cycles. So yeah, Wizards well, has done it. We we actually uh, we actually talked about the enemy fast lands recently before those were spoiled as part of Kaladesh, and uh, the fact that they were then spoiled in Kaladesh was like oh yeah. There's like a file of, and I think I've heard Rosewater talk about this. Um, there's sort of like a file of easy ones, like that everybody knows they will eventually do that they should do, right. um, that they kind of keep around. Oh, like would this be a good cycle to bring in the enemy fast lands, or like does this make sense to use the swords? Like that, you know what I mean? There's like those sure. ones that everybody's like, where's the other bit of these, and why haven't they been done yet? And, um, we, and we've definitely going over this have missed a few, but I think these are some of the some of these are some wacky ones. Some of these are like like low hanging fruit that I think Wizards definitely has in this file, and some of them are cool ideas because there's some cycles that I think are probably Wizards considers complete, and maybe for power level reasons wouldn't want to make new ones. Right. Um, but we may have a cool idea to accomplish that in a cool way. So if anybody listens to this that thinks about designing cards, called shots. Yep. Also, you know, this is probably the, yeah, okay, the episode Wizards employees will listen to the least because we're going to be, like, coming up with cards and they can't hear them. Yep, and uh, guys, I, the last couple weeks I've talked about how possibly our playmats were almost sold out. I checked the stock. We have four left. There's a total of four playmats left in the first run. Right, they're at dmtwclothing.com. Yep. Uh, check it out. It'll be linked in the podcast. Those guys are rad. Space. They have a great lifestyle brand. Cool. That they and, do. Cool. And make sure to subscribe on iTunes. I, we don't normally pitch that, and reviews on iTunes are important, so you should go review our podcast on iTunes. Yep, absolutely. Cool. All right. Now, time for number 10. We're not doing a battle thing. We're just counting them down. Number 10 is the Lorwyn Tribal Lands. Yeah, there guys. Were, there were six of these. Yeah, and this is kind of a weird one because, see, this is what happened. Like, they made five that were, the ability here, guys, was, uh, these were tribal lands. They were come into play tapped multicolor lands that if you if you were to reveal a tribal card of the land's tribe, you could play the land untapped. So yeah, there, there was... There was the... Um, there was Wanderwine Hub, which is blue-white. That was for Merfolk. Right. There was the red-white one, which was the giant one. That was, I think, uh, Ancient Amphitheater. There was blue-black, which was the um, fairy no. one. Oh, yeah, yeah blue-black. Yeah. Uh, was called... Uh, I can't remember. 
Um, there was there was uh, red black, which was Auntie's hovel. Those mm-hmm. were goblins. Red, uh, green black, which was the elf's one. Yep, and that then, was Guiltleaf Palace, I think. I think those are the yeah, green, white, white, red. See, I have written down the ones that they don't have, which is annoying. <laughs> and then, um, and then there was the the sort of honorary the three color one, which was um, the tree folk one, which was Murmuring Bosque, and yes. it's a, it functions differently than the others, which is probably the. S- Second, the most, the best one of them, partly because it's the only tri-color dual land. Well, you it's can also catch for it. With yeah, it's forest. also the only one because it's officially a forest. Mm-hmm. So it's a merfolk land, but it's also a forest. So it's like a. And it's the it's only a, tri forest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, the only one that is actually a is, forest that's also a tri. Is it the only tri-color rare land? Uh, tri-color rare specific. I think it is. Yeah, it might be. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember what the heck the, the blue black one was called. Keep going, though. I'll, I'll um, so the the there's five other ones, and each of those kind of the way they worked is if you had a tribe in your hand, you could reveal it, and it comes into play untapped. Kind of how like the new recent um, check lands from in- Shadows of Rainstrap block, you could reveal a plains or an island, and if you had blue white land, and it could come into play untapped versus coming into play tapped. Right, secluded um, glen, of course, because that's what Glen Jones is. Right, yes, that's the okay. blue black one. Um, so. Blue green, green white, black, white black, blue red, and red green are all missing them. Yeah, and, so this and is. And I obviously think that blue red needs to be the Noggle land. <laughs> so whenever you, you the, can reveal that the. Why would blue red be the Boggle land though? I said Noggle, yeah. and I meant Noggle because oh. Noggles were the red blue horse people of Lorwyn and Shadowmore. <laughs> oh, got it. Noggles are like a thing. They're like a unsupported tribe that only showed up once in Shadowmore. <laughs> so I think that this is one of those strange cycles to me because the fact that the fact that um, it's not color, yeah, well, the focus, weighted correctly. So first of all, because because there's red, white, and black, green in there, it's strange that there isn't another like that they didn't do ten of well, these. It's also, it's also they're not leaned on. They're not like like uh, Return to Ravnica block. And Ravnica in general weighted the set so that colors were equally represented. So, or like allied versus enemy were, yeah, colors were equally represented. So, like if right, you look like at, we would have gotten the second half of these in like Morning Tide is what we. No, 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 not not exactly. What I mean is, uh, Return to Ravnica only had two guilds that were red, two guilds that were green, two guilds that were blue. Um, that so it kind of weighted the colors. These are not that. There are three blue three blue lands or like there are like more of one color right. than another color well and then also the fact that they made a tribal land for for tree folk that was distinctly a different card than the other five is just another head scratcher like right. and it's black sorry there's there's every single black color combination is represented in those so lands, with that being s- so let's let's just for a second how would you even complete this cycle because you have to consider murmuring boss part of the cycle right or do you have to do five others and, and throw out murmuring boss i think you throw out for this conversation throughout murmuring boss what, what you do is you go to a, a new tribal set a set that is themed around tribes and you have your five tribes and each of them are you have a blue green tribe a green white tribe a white black tribe a blue red tribe and a red green tribe so okay red green we're going beasts i'm assuming that would make sense right Historically, that's what that's what red green is, or dragon. Sure, for now we can go with dragon that. or beast. Cyclopses, minotaurs, yeah. dragons. Maybe actually, that's red green is pretty dragony. It I could mean, be dragon. I mean, yeah. Uh, that was like blue red. red. Blue red is uh, elementals. Yeah, I think so. Well, th- that's the thing is that Morning Tide had a bunch of uh, lands that related to those colors. They just weren't duels. There was Primal Beyond that could cast elementals for any color. There was the Kithkin land. Sure. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, white black would be zombies. Really. Black, I feel like zombies. It's the only black option here. <laughs> and it's the only it's the only classic tribe that didn't. The only other one would be vampires. Actually, white black and vamp for vampires, vampires would be pretty cool. Wait, way more I sense. think white Soren. black vampires would be sweet. Uh, green white being humans. humans? Yeah, maybe? definitely humans. Yeah. yeah, for sure humans. Blue green is, is our elves like pretty much across the board black green now. That's like they I mean, go back and forth, but I, black greens definitely seems to be and, more. And where there was already a black um, green elf land. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah okay. Um, blue green. Blue, green... Merfolk. I don't know that exists. Uh, like... Shark... Yeah. People. <laughs> no, no. Shark... Uh, uh, shark... What the heck was Shamble Shark? Shark crabs. Yeah, wasn't he a fish shark or something? He was a crab shark. Yeah, he's got crab legs. Shamble. Shambling. Shamble shark. Shamble I thought shark. that he was called something sweeter than that. Like, he's just a shark crab? Lizards. Oh, snakes. It's snakes. Blue, green is snakes. Really? Yeah, blue green snakes are the blue green color tribe. That's why there's a blue green snake lord in the commander product. It's snakes. Uh, all right, so... Cool. All right, next, F- next Fish thing. crab. That's what he is. He's, He's a, a fish, fish crab. crab. Okay. Yeah. Oh, right, because there's no shark type. Yeah. Okay. So blue green would support fish crab. <laughs> yes. Okay. Oh, because, yeah, okay, keep going. We're moving on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number nine, uh, enemy atogs. 
Yeah, guys. I didn't even realize this, but there's only been allied ATOGs and regular color ATOGs. So, so it's history time lesson, for the guys. enemy ones to come back. History lesson. Antiquities, like the third, I think, or something like that, Magic expansion, way back in the day, like 94, uh, had the original ATOG. One red, one colorless. You could sacrifice an artifact to tog to get plus two plus two until end of turn, I think. He was an all-in card in the days when you would get swords and lose the game. Um, you also had to get like tons of artifacts. He was then followed up with a cycle of Atogs over like several sets. So you had the white one, which was Oratog. It was second enchantment. That was out of Tempest originally. You had, like I think, a black one called Necrotog out of maybe Weatherlight. The blue one was out of Visions. I think it was called uh, Thaumatog, maybe? Uh, no, Chronotog. Chronotog. You could skip yeah, yeah. a turn, I think. Yeah, you skip a turn. To give him like plus three, plus three. It's like the worst card ever printed. And then Foratog, I think, one of Visions also. Um but these were all like pretty bad cards. So then in Odyssey, they decided to make a cycle of allied color to Togs. They were all one twos for three mana, the most famous of which was Psychotog. Um, which he, is he wasn't really good, was he? I mean, he never <laughs> won a tournament. He didn't dominate Magic single handedly for a, two years, three years, four years. Yeah, Psychotog was nuts. <laughs> but there was an al- there was allied he was, color. He was the best creature of Magic before Tarmogoyf, right? For a long for like time, like a wide margin. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and they never made enemy color to togs. They, all the togs are the same. They all have two abilities, which is like they get plus one, plus one until end of turn for doing something. Whether it's like remove the top two cards of your library from the game, sack Phantom a land. Tog is second enchantment, uh, or which is blue white, or discard a card from your hand. Second uh, tog is discard a card from your hand or remove two cards in your graveyard from the game. Uh, oh, th- there's actually each color has an ability, and each tog has one of the two, but it's. It's the same. So th- both black atogs have removed two cards yeah, from your graveyard. Exactly. But the red one has sacrifice an artic- artifact, while the uh, blue one has discard a hand. And then the blue white one has discard a card from your hand and sacrifice an enchantment. And then the green white one has sacrifice an enchantment or sacrifice a land. And then the red green one has sacrifice a land or sacrifice. So this is fun for design because you have crossover and redundancy, which is great. So if you wanted to, if you wanted to do the same thing with enemy colored and have that same kind of deal where if they share a color, they share an ability. It means that you can build a deck with a little more redundancy, planning on doing one thing more consistently, which I like. Sure. Um, I would. I would totally love to see. I would love to see a cycle of, uh, of enemy color to togs. What I would like though is for them to be one ones without the colorless. I would like them to be two mana one ones that are, blue green, you know, black green, black white. I feel like that's dangerous. I feel like I'd rather them be exactly the same in that regard. I just don't think they would have any play maybe in standard but definitely not in modern they're just too weak that's what it does I, I, if psychotog was in modern it would see play okay but that's also the total anomaly out of that cycle none of the others have ever been discussed yeah, so my you know, the abilities you get the skip do you do you keep it so um all of the abilities are the same so red is still sacrifice an artifact but you'll get sacrifice an artifact and discard a card from your hand no i would change it okay i think the red one that you would keep because it's the flavor of the original atog so i think if they if any of them had red i think you would have sacrifice an artifact as the ability but i don't think that's the only ability that would stay the same what would you have sacrifice a planeswalker as one of them no it's too much okay but these are all permanent types or card types like what would you sacrifice Sacrifice a token, maybe, for white instead of enchantment. That could be fun. Yeah. That's it, sweet. Yeah. I, like, I like that where it's... Okay, cool. I think I think you keep blue, black, and red. And I think, actually, the one you change is the white one. I think sacrificing enchantment is weird. Yeah. And you make, just, it, you make it tokens. I think we figured it out. Yeah, I think sack a token seems cool. Um, I also don't... I wouldn't mind the... the, the um, I wouldn't mind if you, instead of sacking permanence, change the abilities entirely... What about exile the top 10 cards of your library? Yeah, like that. Well, I was going to say, I don't mind that. Which is cool. I don't mind like pay two life or pay four life or return a land to your hand, things like that. Like I like those abilities. Ooh, I like returning your lands. Yeah, there's there's some cool stuff. I think you could change them. I think if they were one ones for two and the abilities weren't overwhelming, like return a land plus two plus two or something, that seems like totally reasonable to me. It's a one one. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, that seems fun to me. All right, next one. So the next one, it's, it's actually something they missed, um, and we know they missed in Innistrad. They did a good job of covering most of the bases, but there's two things, I think, that they didn't pull off. The first one, uh, which you brought up, is the Innistrad Dark Ascension Green-White Uncommon Lord. Yeah, so this is, this is one that I remember noticing during the set, because I, I really like the design of the, of the four, right? There was four, there was four uncommon three-mana lords um, from the set. They were all allied colored. So you had the red-green was Immerwolf, 
Um, he was the like werewolf lord thing. Werewolf get plus one plus one. They can't flip back to humans. Werewolves and wolves both get plus one plus one, and wolves and intimidate. I think, human. or maybe he just had intimidate. He intimidate. He had intimidate. Um, the the blue black one was Diagraph Captain. It was like a he was a zombie. All plus one plus one, and if a zombie dies, uh, either opponent or all opponents lose a life. Yeah, I think he had Death Touch was his ability. Yeah. Um, the black red one was the vampire one. It was he had Stromkirk. Stromkirk Captain, yeah. and they all had plus one plus one in haste, maybe. I don't know what they gave, but he, first, he had first strike. Something like that. And then my favorite was the blue-white one, which is the spirits one. Which uh, all they all get hexproof. They all get plus one, plus one, hexproof. And he has flying. He's a flying two, two, for three. He's, I think, of, of that cycle. I think he's the sweetest one. Um, but that cycle's never broken through and actually seen competitive play in, st- in, in modern. What's been always interesting to me is that I've always thought that the green-red one would have made a really, really good legendary creature for werewolves. Like... Everything he does is kind of cool for that, and I, and like the, the problem they had, and this is why like I like always complain about, it. and, and they, we eventually got this legendary werewolf. We have it now; it exists. But um, I thought it could always been the the silver wolfers or what? Silver silver. Uh, the wolfier is what they were, got which it. was like the non-flip werewolves. There could have been a legendary wolfier. But moving on. Um, so yeah, I, I mean the human one. It's the human one. Green yeah, white well, never got one. And they, they, that's for humans. In in the set, they messed around with a few different things. So you had Mayor of Aberbrock originally got printed in Innistrad, but he was mono green, and he was he like was a, human a human lord and the front. werewolf lord. And he's sweet, and he's two, so he's like sort of he's not parallel to the others. You had Champion of Lamholt, which was like another sort of human lord uh, for three green for green green one. Correct. Um, and he did something similar, and he was she. I think it was a she. I think, um, and she was sweet. And then you had like a white one, I think, as well, right? A mono white one. We had Micaeus. We had the white one where creatures would come into play and they would get bigger. Micaeus was part of the legendary creature cycle that they they actually did. Yeah. Um, uh, Sigarda, the new Sigarda, is their green white lord for humans. Yeah. That's why it has a human ability. The one I'm forgetting is like it's like a two drop and white that like when it comes into play or when they something like that. But anyway, the point is there's no green white for three. That's a two two with an ability that's parallel to the cycle, which they should have printed because. That the design space is so simple there. Like I mean, yeah, I they tried doing a thing where Dark Ascension excluded humans from like both Dark Ascension and Innistrad kind of did cycles where the monsters got something and the humans kind of didn't. Right, it was like and, the humans against everybody. And then the last set of the cycle um, had it so like black was basically separated from everyone, which actually brings me to the other one that I think uh, is in this category, which is the Mist cards and cycles is the black white legendary angel um are we switching so we're not gonna talk about what we think the green white one should be first no the same 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 number so we oh, can go back it. and forth okay got it got it but the, the black white angel so this is actually this showed up in a story um the original avison uh, shadows over innershot story where they discussed the fact that there is the red white angel the blue white angel and the green white angel um bruna jazilla and sagarda bruna and jazilla are now Brazilla, one of the most horrifying cards I've ever seen. <laughs> it's like it's like the um, slang for Bridezilla. Yep. Uh, <laughs> um, but there was actually originally a black white one, and Avacyn killed her. Got but it. But there was like heavy hints that this character could maybe come back, and she never did. And I would love to see that black white angel um, represented. And maybe next time we come down to Starwell. But back to the green white legendary. Th- or, I mean, it's human. It needs well, to be human. This is what you were saying, right? So I, I, and maybe I think... it gives all humans lifelink. Something. I mean, it could or be. Or should have lifelink. Oh, because it's like. It yeah, could it be human. Here, here's the thing. This is why I don't think you need to make it human. Because the, the first thing is, for the purpose of story, if you were going to do it, you would have printed it in the story, right? But you didn't. So this means that if you're going to make this card, this card would be printed in some sort of supplemental product. Maybe this would come in Conspiracy or a Plane Chase product, Commander, perhaps, right? Something well, like that. It, it, there's two ways to do it. You, well, I think the problem is they didn't want to reprint the other part of the cycle in Innistrad. So what you would do is in a Commander product where each of the sets had one of the four different Innistrad yeah. lords, you would give one a new one, and it would be the green-white one. So what I'm saying is I don't think you need to make it necessarily human because because though. human got these weird sort of lords. So what I'm saying is you could decide, okay, what is the... Think about this. What is the tribe in history, in magic, that exists that doesn't have this card that would benefit from having it that is green-white? You could do an elf lord, which I think would be cool. Elves don't need more lords. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, well, I, so... If we're going to do that, if it's not going to be humans, it has to be a monster what tribe. Was wolves. Wolves got Immerwolf. Yeah, Immerwolf literally thinking, says wolves on it. I was it. thinking Watch Wolf. That's, that's sweet. Um, what about, like... It has to be a monster. It can't It can't be, like, that's the point of the rest of the four cards, and you have to pick, basically, what's the green-white monster. And it doesn't have to be... Cl- what about Elemental? An elemental no. Why? Elemental's come in all shapes and sizes. What's They're not white. 
What's voice There's of no resurgence? What's voice of resurgence? There's white What's voice of resurgence? He's an elemental? Yeah, I think so. Okay. But Maybe, that's that I, I'm but just, they're not monsters. They're just like ethereal I, beings of elements. I just made that up. I don't know if that's actually the case. I think it is though. It's an elemental. You could totally have it be an elemental lord. Why? <laughs> I it, just think it's sweet. Needs to be, it is you be human. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> All right, moving on to the next one. Yeah. Um, and this was actually something brought up by a Twitter follower ahead of time, so I'm going to tell you his name. Um, but this is the uh, Thornling, Torchling, Morphling, Black-White cards. So for those who don't know, the other best creature in Magic before Tarmogoyf was uh, Morphling. And this is a card that was, uh, it was two blue, two colorless for a... Something a two it's like a three 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 that it had the abilities of uh, for one colorless so you can give it plus one pl- minus one for uh, one colorless so you can give it minus one plus one you could then also blink it out of play and into play it costs five it was a three three okay. for one you could untap it for for one blue you could untap it for one blue it could gain, it gains flying for one blue um, it gains shroud till end of turn and then for a colorless it could either get plus one minus one or for a colorless it could get minus one plus one. By by old standards, it's like super sick. By today's well, standards, it's like well, there was the big good. morphling in in standard that got reprinted in Dragon's Maze and it like dominated. It was like a very 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 good card and standard. Finisher. It just wasn't you know it's never seen play in modern and and the the green one was morphling and morphling. Um, you mean thornling? Thornling, sorry. And thornling thornling was actually the first mythic I ever opened. Well, yeah, so Thornling, and the thing is with Torchling, which is the red one, Torchling is just a color-shifted version of Morphling. It's the same card. No, they have different abilities. So, like, Thornling is... Oh, you're right. It's actually, yeah. it's not... A, I thought it was color-shifted, but it's not. Yeah, yeah. So, you could change the target. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so it's also sweeping. Read what it does. It's, uh, it's, it's red-red three for a three-three. Untap it for one red. One red, target creature blocks Torchling this turn if able. One red, change the target of target spell that targets only Torchling. And colorless, the same two abilities as Morphling with the plus yeah, one. Yeah, it has, it has like, a, not that doesn't have evasion. That has kind of evasion for everyone else. It has the same pumping ability. It has a protecting itself ability. And then it has a yeah. kind of a combat-y enters the battlefield kind of thing. Thornling is green, green, three colorless. Uh, for uh, green, Thornling gains haste. Uh, green, Thornling gains trample. Green Thornling is indestructible, and then plus one, minus one, minus one, plus one. So the thing about these cards is after Thornling, they've never printed a black or a white one. Part of it is that red, green, and blue are the elemental colors. They yeah. are the most inherently elementally. Yeah, but that's not even true. They've, elementals. Whites have, have a ton of elementals. So Blacks are the least elemental color. Every single color has had yeah, a decent. Yeah. It's why it's why the elemental land from from uh, what's it called. From th- from Morning Tide, what or not? Yeah, from Morning Tide was an elemental yeah, yeah, five yeah. color land. And then there's also there's the elemental legendary creature from that five set. Five color, that, yeah, as the well. travel entry. Yeah. So the white one would probably be Lifelink, I'm guessing. Uh, yeah, again, Lifelink. It would I would think it would blink itself. It would be called Lifelink, though, right? Oh, Lifelink. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It would have Lifelink. Yeah, yeah. I would, I that would makes think. sense. I think <laughs> Lifelink on a yeah Lifelink untap Lifelink and Deathlink plus one minus one. Yeah, Lifelink Deathlink. Yeah, yeah. Those seem like easy to print. Yeah. Lifelink, it would gain lifelink, it would gain vigilance, and it would gain... What's a way to protect that's really white? Blink, did Morphling, Morphling blinked itself, right? Uh, no, it gained Hexproof. Or Shroud. Shroud. So I, I think it would blink itself. It would take kind of what the ability that uh, the bigger uh, yeah. Morphling got. So it would exile, exile itself with the return itself to the battle, battlefield at the end of the turn. Yeah. Um, and then green-white had... Or, sorry, black would be Death Touch, um, Menace... Yeah, I could see that, but how would it protect itself? Um, maybe have like the oh, that be oh, uh, I guess indestruct no regenerate, but they actually got rid of regenerate, so that's no longer a thing. Yeah, it would have um, to be like return itself from the graveyard. If yeah, there's the battle graveyard this turn, return it into play tapped. Something like that, maybe with persist or something. Well, no, it wouldn't be the word persist because I mean it would have to come back. Or, or that's cool. I'm down with that. Yeah. I think like I, I like the idea or like um, what's reassembling skeletons ability. Oh, you can return it to the battlefield for two. Yeah, or like if something died this turn, you can return to the battlefield for two, something like along those lines. That's cool. Yeah, I like that. All right, cool. We did it. <laughs> Sweet. I'd be super down for that cycle. It doesn't have to be those abilities, but it'd be cool to see that cycle. Yeah, I think it's um, All right, next, number six. The Battlelands. Enemy card Battlelands. So for yeah, those who don't know, Tango yeah. Lands, Battlelands, uh, Buddy lands. There's a lot of names, but they basically want. Uh, they're the second ever printed or third printed dual lands. They're only were enemy ones or allied ones. They were printed in Battle for Zendikar block. Uh, when we say dual lands, what we mean is they they forest uh, mountain. They have the yeah. They have <laughs> the dual types, so they're searchable with things that search up keyword forest mountain island plain swamp. Right. 
Um, the ones I'm actually most excited for are, are red blue specifically. Yeah. Um, because something that I, I, one of the reasons I think um, Titan Shift has become so popular is they get the red green one. So yeah. they're, because the point of that deck is you need as many mountains as possible for Valakut. And because Titan Shift gets now eight dual land mountain forests, it makes sense to just be red green yeah. straight up. Um, yeah. No, I think, I think. Getting this whole cycle would be really cool. It offers there different ways that different decks could use them would be really interesting. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I mean, I think, I mean, the bottom line is at a certain point they're just going to keep printing more and more enemy colored duels to match to start to match up to the allied colored duels. And Correct. for formats like the ones we like to play, like Highlander, um, that's really fun to have. In in modern, it's mana bases are such a strange thing in modern, and we're going to do an episode on mana bases sooner than later. But there, the thing about modern mana bases is like. They're very stock. They're very homogenous. Like they're you get you get a very consistent look, give or take four or five cards in most mana bases. Unless this is, this is I mean, we've we had an entire episode about this, but one of my problems with Blood Moon is I think it enforces the mana base has to be fetch land and the shock land. You don't there's you get very punished if you try playing with the check lands or the buddy lands or anything else. Yeah. Um I, I think on the land of finishing those cycles, uh the signet lands are another one that kind of would be kind of interesting because the Odyssey ones, we're, like we're going, yeah, the Odyssey ones. We've been going through a lot of the different lands that they haven't completed yet, and they've actually done really well in the last like three years of completing these cycles, cycles. for modern. Yeah, um, if th- those who don't know, the signet lands were in Odyssey, and yeah, they, they were, basically had the exact ability of the Ravnica signets, which is yeah, tap a colorless and tap the land, and you could tap them to produce one each of the allied color. Right. So they're they're like the signets. They're similar in some ways to filter lands, the Shadowmore filter lands. Kind of like the granddaddy of filter lands. Yeah, they're not as good though. Um, the the big difference there being that um, if you start do, do two colors of the same type become much harder to play. They're not strictly worse because with the filter lands, if you open the game with a filter land and like say a ghost quarter, you're screwed. Or if you open with two filter lands, you yeah. can't like playing multiple filter lands is bad. <laughs> um, it's the same deal that if you open the game with two of the Odyssey lands, you're screwed because they don't produce anything. Oh, unless. true. That's fair. Um, but you can open the game with say like ghost a ghost quarter, quarter and, a and a filter land and still get colored mana. Cool. All right, so. Next thing, number five. This is an interesting one because um, I always knew about one, and I kind of just was reminded about the other. Um, uh, the can't the the return to Ravnica mist cycles. Those are the can't be countered cycle, yeah, um, and the X spell cycle. Um, so for those who don't know, in original Return of Ravnica, each of the uh, guilds in RTR. So uh, is it Golgari? Rakdos, Selesnya, and Azorius all got a can't be countered spell. Some of these are the most powerful spells. Like every almost every one of these is a like playable card in modern. It locked it on Smiter, which was sweet and green white. It's a yep. four four for three that had like the anti Lilian ability. You had Supreme Verdict, which was an uncounterable wrath for white, white, blue, and a colorless. Yeah, one of the two best three best wraths in the format. Legitimately four, four, good. You had yeah. Slaughter Games, which was basically lobotomy, um, but black, can't red, uncounterable. Yep. Um, seen a chunk of play in the format. You had Counterflux, which is the blue-red. It's blue-blue-red. Counter-target spell can't be countered. Has seen less play modern, but when Storm was a tier one deck, was a big player in the format. And also... Because uh, I had Overload. And also Scapeshift decks play it as their... When they oh, go, yeah, they go off on Yeah, it's seven. definitely a sideboard card in the format. Um, and then... Um, and then we're forgetting the last one. So green, white, abrupt decay, the most important oh, one. Oh yeah, <laughs> black, green. Uh, which for the top ten cards of the format, show, <laughs> you probably know abrupt decay. Yep. How um, was abrupt decay for us in our top hundred? It was, it was top, top ten. Oh, it was top ten. Yeah, I think okay. it was ten or nine. Nine yeah. maybe. Um. All right. So so those are those. So but then we got to gate crash and none, not a single card from the cycle was also completed in the other half. So I'd be really interested to see a blue-black uncounterable like Mill Spell or something along those lines, or a green-red one, or a, you know that whole cycle kind of could be completed, which would be really interesting. They did a weird thing um, by splitting up the guilds. Um, they did a weird thing by splitting up the, the guilds where like you don't get pa- you don't get parallel colors. Um, you know, you don't... It's not enemy and ally. It's... it's RTR versus Gatecrash guild combinations, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, the other spell cycle, and this was a bigger one because it's literally every color combination has one but green-white. It's the X spell cycle. So every color combination um, gets one of these things. And it's uh, green-black got uh, Gaze of Granite, which is the like pseudo... Um, what's the enchantment from back in the day? Uh, you play. It's an enchantment comes to play. You sack. You pay X and all. Enchantments. Oh, oh, the green. You're talking about the green. The green black one. The yeah. original one. Uh, pernicious deed. Pernicious. Yeah. It's green. Yeah. It's it's an X spell version of pernicious deed. Uh, you have the white red one, which was uh, 
Aurelia's Fury, which is the it has silence fireball. Yep. Um, you have the blue green one, which is biomass, which is all X creature. All your creatures are target cre- X target creatures become XX, which is equal to X. I think it's just all your creatures become XX. Right? Okay, yeah, it's probably all. That makes sense. Um, red green, which is clan defiance, which is uh, you do X damage to target creature and or target player. Yeah, I think it's actually three abilities. It's it's um, it's target. Creature with flying, target creature without flying, yeah, and, target and player. player, and I think you get to do it to two of them. Okay, pick two. Yeah, that makes sense. I think it's something like um, that. Uh, blue red, which is epic experiment, which is that was the only one. Pay of X I think that was the only one that saw significant play, right? Clan defense. No, no, no. no, uh, no the last one you just said. Giz- epic experiment. Saw it. Saw right. No, no, no. Uh, uh, no, you're no. You'll get. We'll get there. <laughs> uh, uh, epic experiment. Seen some storm play. Um, blue black, which is mind grind, which is just mill and, until they hit X lands, I think is what it is. Um, red black, which saw a chunk of play, which is Rakdos return. Oh sure. Oh if yeah, I know we're going more than yeah. And then uh, <laughs> black white. white, which was uh, reanimate X. Uh, all oh. creatures in your graveyard equal to converted mana cost X. Immortal servitude. Immortal servitude, which Incredibly is really sweet. sweet. And then blue white, <laughs> which is Sphinx revelation, which is yeah. the one that saw the most play. Notice that there's no green white one. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> that like it's like it's so interesting how they and I like the the. The thing from Wizards is it's not a cycle. They didn't mean it to be. They just happened to make an X spell in every color. Because there are some colors that have more. Uh, Red-green has a X red-green Hydra creature. Yeah. Um, that's kind of an X spell. Blue-green also has an uncommon blue-green X. Uh, oh, just gets Nimbus plus one Swimmer? Counters. Yeah, Nimbus Swimmer. So there's like some other X spells in the format. But like for every single color to get this and then just like kind of whiff on that one thing is yeah. like very interesting. Um, um, so yeah, that's that, that's one of the ones that I'm like, yeah, I want to see a green white. Just it, it, and it's kind of interesting because the can't be countered ones definitely can happen. Yeah, that, uh, I don't know if we'll ever get the X spell one. <laughs> yeah, because like it only works if you're on. Actually, if we ever go back to Ravnica, I would hope they would do just like a like mythic rare rare green white X spell and just not really have another rare gold colored X spell. Yeah, just to kind of like be like, we get it here. Have yep. It. Um, all right, number four. This is a big one. This is really a big four, and it's the future sight lands. Oh yeah. Okay. So we talked about this a bunch last week on the top hundred because so in future sight they printed five allied colored lands, uh, each one with a different ability to kind of reflect that the you know there was possibilities in the future. And um, of that cycle, the only one that has seen a full cycle was Graven Cairns, which was the black red filter land that eventually between Shadowmore and Eventide got a full cycle of ten. Now the other four, two of them have seen very significant modern play. One is Horizon Canopy, which is green white. Um, tap to add green or white and take one, one life. Yeah, pay and one then life. You can tap it and a colorless to sacrifice it, draw a card, which I think is really powerful. And if it was available in every color, I think it would be a little too much. Um, black or uh, green red, which is Grove of the Burnwills, which is the most that's the most played modern one, and that's tap to add green or white, or sorry, green, ta- red. green or red, your opponent gains one life, tap or, to add a colorless. Yep. Um, um, and I would say Horizon Canopy sees play in a higher variety of decks, but it's not a four of. Um, no, it's normally a four of. Most decks play it as a four of. Well, Grove's like eighty bucks, and Horizon Canopy is like thirty five, right? No, they're like it's like fifty. Oh, they're really? Both expensive. Okay. It's well, actually Horizon Canopy is currently at seventy seven and holy Grove moly. is at sixty three. That's crazy. So Grove is less expensive. Mind you, it had a from the vault printing. Grove is just a part of a tier one. It's like a the main yeah. way Tron functions and it's also the main way like Eldrazi decks work. So like they both see play. Um the one that's seen the most play after that is mostly because on the back of fairies, and that's River of Tears, which is add blue mana to your mana pool, and basically it has landfall. This land now adds black instead. Um, I was really surprised we didn't get this on. Uh, we got the Battle for Zendikar lands instead of this. That my like one of my shot calls that I was just wrong on was I said River this of would Tears. Be, River of Tears cycle would be the the battle the return to Zendikar would have made perfect sense. Yeah, because it has landfall. Its ability is li- and maybe the reason they didn't want to like retcon this to have landfall, but it really it's an ability that literally it's a land that says I said it produce this color mana landfall produce this color mana. <laughs> so that'd yeah. be cool. I, and that one I think is completely fine to print in standard. Like I could see this being printed. And the last one, but not least, kind of it's the least is Nimbus Maze, and that's uh, add tap to add one colorless add. White if you have a island, and add blue if you have a plains. Yeah, so this one is fine. I mean, again, like I think you could make the cycle for all of these lands. Like I don't think any one of them is like beat you over the head powerful. I think Grove might be too powerful, and I think Horizon Canopy is like on the bubble. Yeah, I mean, can- Canopy is the one. See, Grove to me is like that's a powerful uh, mana fixing ability. 
So it is what it is. I mean, uh, I do. I, it, it's basically a come in the play untapped. It's like a dual land, and do, like I think the the drawback on target player gains life is not significant. Like the only color this would be bad in is like red white. Yeah, and even then you play it in red white blue decks, and it's just really good. Horizon Canopy comes with a real cost. Like a blue white Horizon Canopy is going to be cool because you could sack at the draw card, but like that life loss in a blue white controlly deck, which would be what it would do in standard, is significant. Like if you had more than four of that ability, and you could make your opponent gain life with that consistency, do you think that a deck like do you think that like the Kabu Predator, um, timely reinforcements, and and survival cash deck would like become a thing very quickly. Do you don't even know what I'm talking about? I know what <laughs> one of those cards is. Cabin Predator? No. No. Cabin Predator was the 2-2 for green and a, and a colorless from Planar Chaos that whenever your opponent gained life, put that many plus one, plus one plus one counters on him. Okay. So he was sweet with Fiery Justice, I think, because you could have your opponent gain five life as opposed to paying its mana cost and then sweep fi- up, up to five damage to, to creatures your opponent's control, which means you could make him a 7-7 for free. Um, okay. That was a standard, uh, standard thing. But I mean, if you had eight lands that could make your opponents gain life, plus survival cash, which triggers if your opponent has more life, plus timely, which triggers if your opponent has more life. Yeah, I know I, the one I recognized was timely reinforcements. <laughs> I'm not saying that would be dominant, but like it doesn't seem bad if you can guarantee that you're always going to be able to cast those cards for cash. Like, yeah, it, it, I, I don't, I don't hate it. Um, I think the issue with the gain life ones aren't as much for modern because the card is banned, but especially if they go into enemies, like. I think a red white and a blue red one are very dangerous along in legacy alongside which we're not you know who cares because legacy is yeah. not um, what wizards really thinks about when cards come out but I, I with alongside the punishing fire is like blue red with a blue red with punishing fire of this card is insane and should never be printed or like should never be a thing I want to deal with yep hundred percent all right so uh, of these of these which one do you think is the most likely um of the future site cycles, which one will we see? Mm-hmm. Uh, you I, can't pick graven cards. <laughs> no, no. I think I think the one that we would most likely see would honestly be probably Nimbus Maze. It's just oh, that really. I feel like River of Tears is River of Tears. The only thing with River of Tears, I'll say, every one of the other lands to me has like a fairly a fairly easy pattern of play. For whatever reason, when I try to remember River of Tears, I can never remember which one you have to have, and and you're all and I'm constantly finding myself like. Have I played a land this Messing turn or it not? Up. It's just one of those... It's, it's like weirdly a complicated board state. It's a complicated problem. board state. It's The card is worded strangely. It's a lot of like... It's a lot of like forgetting that you need to wait to play your land before casting a spell. It's fine, but it's like not a good enough land for me to feel like that's justified. So I kind of think Nimbus Maze is simpler and kind of at a similar power level. But I think that if you were going to choose one of the powerful ones... I would love to see Horizon Canopy in every color. Like it's yeah. just it's yeah, it's yeah. it's a land that I like having. I would love a red green one of these, partly because aggro loam is a thing, and like yeah. I just think sweet. it's sweet cool. being able yeah. to sack your land draw cards. It's awesome. Um, next on the list, and we only got three left. Number three, the enemy commands, mm. and slightly slash the enemy elder dragons. So this is the elder. This is the cards that we wish there were enemy versions of from Dragons of Turkey. Don't care very much about the about the dragons. Not because I don't think they're cool cards. They are. They're they're sweet. Um, I just don't ever play them in any format. But the commands, on the other hand, <laughs> oh man, the commands. This is probably the thing on the entire list that I would be the most excited to see. I love commands. I love commands. Like Call of Guns <laughs> Command is one of my favorite cards ever. Um, oh God, is it command and like and like Simic command? If they, especially if those blue ones cost three or less mana, which they won't, it, it, they would do a thing where they're like, "All right, these can't be as good as Cryptic Command." Still, they would give us. I mean, okay, of the of the um, the ones we just saw, the multicolor commands, mm-hmm. I would say Colagon's command is amazing. Mm-hmm. I would say that Atarka's command is pretty darn good. I would say Dromoko's command is really good. It's not as played in modern, but it's a really good card. Probably I would standard. say yep. Ojutai's command is really good. <laughs> Card's really good. It's seen. I mean, the blue-black ones saw the least play. I, th- I think in... Yeah, I can, I can go with that rating system. Blue-black is not particularly great to me, but that's, it's, a, it's a powerful card. It just costs five. That's the only thing, is that with the commands, because they're instant speed, the cheaper they get, even if the effects are kind of nominal, they're just, that's just how much more powerful they get. So I would love to see if one of the blue ones... If one of the blue ones was uh, like two mana... Like if we had like Simic was like two mana, and you had Is it was three mana. I think Is just... it would be. F- I I like Is it being four, and like Prophetic Bolt would be an ability. 
or like, like you know, discard cards, draw cards, do damage equal to how many cards are in someone's hand. Yeah, and like do X damage to a creature and counter a instant spell. All of them. Black white would be so sick. Black white would be so sick. Black white would have like like an edict effect, a raise dead effect. Yeah. Black white would cost like five, but it would raise dead or it would like either reanimate or raise dead. I think it would reanimate. Yeah. At five, it would reanimate. Um, Drain two, two damage to gain two life. Or like it would have a drain ability of of like do two damage. Gain X life and a sack effect. I would Ooh, think actually. It, I think it would have, have thought seize on it. I think it would have thought seize on it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Thought seize reanimate. Oh, you know what? It would probably just have target player discards a card. It would have the call against command discard because you yeah. can target yourself to reanimate, and then that'd be cool. Yeah, and then maybe it would have like swords on it. Or this something. is really powerful. It would have to be six mana. Yeah, but I think that's. I yeah. think for black white, that's that's fine. It's like an is. It's like a. Uh, no, no, it would have an edict, not not swords. It's like an Orzov. It'd be too good with. It's like an Orzov swords. control finisher. I mean, that card seems awesome. And then black green. Um, I don't know what black green would do really. Actually, I like black green is the reanim not reanimate, but uh, raise deads gets yeah. you a card creature. Yeah, that makes. Oh, sense. that's what black red does, and it probably makes a three. Like probably makes like mm. a three three. It's like probably you know a four. I like I like green being the four one, and it vin- and it uh, uh, not vindicates, but pops the thing. These are way too powerful. We like <laughs> we're like and it uh, gains you thirty life. Do you think it would make like a two two with yeah. the green black make like a two two wolf or something? No, I think the green blue one does tokens. Okay. Yeah, right. well, none of green, them have made a token before, right? The green blue one, if it costs two, cannot make you a two two. <laughs> a flash two two that also does something. Yeah. A flash two two that also bounces something would be like my favorite card ever printed. Yep, I agree. <laughs> He's so sick. Um, green black could mill you X and then return a card from your graveyard, like eternal. That Witness, seems good. Yeah, and like do those two effects separately, and then probably gain life equal to how many lands are in your graveyard or something along those lines, and then. Um, I like that one thought seizing opponent maybe. I don't know. It's cool. I'm I'm down. There's like I there's no way like to print a command just like coming up with things without them sounding just ridiculously overpowered. Yep. All right, what do we got next? All right. Uh, I just want to talk about the dragons for a second. Oh yeah, yeah, dragons. I, I mean the the point is is that originally Wizards was gonna make the dragon elder dragons that we saw enemy colored. Yep. Um and then the way the draft it format kind of ended up working, it didn't work out how they wanted it to. Um, because the way cons drafted was you basically need, because you're on a wedge, you pick an enemy color, you stick to it, and then you that eventually builds into a wedge in the second pack. Um, and But then when they got to Dragons of Dark Year, they didn't want the draft format to just be enemy colors, so they switched it to ally colors, and they made it so you didn't get enemy colored dragons. So I'd want to see those enemy colored dragons. To the extent that, like, I'd be interested to see if they already kind of did some work at making those enemy dragons, so it's kind of one of the things I'd love to see. Yep. It'd be cool. That one I could definitely see coming out in a commander product, which doesn't help modern, but um, just, yeah, five enemy-colored, two-color Elder Dragons. Yeah. Be sweet. Sure. Let's keep it going. I don't okay. know what plane they'd be on. Non-Tarkir. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number two. This is another twofer. Uh, these are the uh, really powerful cycles that Red got left out. This is the Red Tutor. And the red two drop. So the red tutor, this is the single card, I think, on the entire list. If we're going to talk about one card that I'm like, why hasn't this ever been printed? And that's that originally back in Visions, right? Was Visions? Pretty sure it was Visions. Each of the each of the colors got a one mana instant speed tutor that put the card on top of your library. Blue was Mystical Tutor. Um, black was famously Vampiric Tutor. Um, white is Enlightened Tutor, which is probably the one I've used the most. And green was Worldly Tutor, which is weirdly the only one of the four that's never seen a foil printing. Um, even with Eternal Masters, they didn't give us a foil Worldly Tutor. I don't know what that's about. Um, but there was never a red one. This is one of those strange things. Well, so here's the thing. And we did get a foil one in Eternal Masters is we got Gamble. So Gamble is kind of the unofficial official one. And Gamble is a sorcery that looks for any card, and then you discard a card at random. So, But it, is, it does net you card disadvantage for a tutor. It just doesn't put it on top of your library. It puts it into... I think you would rename this Goblin Tutor. It would be one red. It'd be an instant. You would fl- you would flash play it, and then you would you would put a card from your hand randomly on top of your library. That's what I think this card would be. I think that's how that card works. Yeah, but then you just draw it. Like, I guess... Okay. Yeah. Because the other one's just draw it. I mean, is it any card? No. It's sure. It's got to be something. Sure, maybe sure, it's sure. maybe it's a planeswalker or does red search for planeswalkers? No. Well, the only card type that currently doesn't have a tutor for is planeswalker. So red could do tutor for a planeswalker. 
Uh, I could do Planeswalker or, or land. land, right? Because there's none, be land. none of the original ones search for land. Yeah, yeah. Why would Red search for land or Planeswalker? <laughs> like, no reason. What if Red searched for a mountain or Planeswalker? <laughs> so That would be interesting, but weird. You could get, like, a duel or a Planeswalker. Sure. You're looking for, like, it's like an anti-loneliness theme. Something. The Wizards did, actually, there was a really cool Doug Bayer, Bear, that was his name, I'm not sure, uh, a Tumblr post where he talked about how, uh, you know, one of the things about red is like most of red cards are like anger, and red's supposed to be the emotion color, and so they wanted to try making ways for red to show more emotions than just anger, which is the only one they really normally get. Right. And the new card uh, that we definitely will be talking about in our uh, um, review of the next set wi- is the discard two cards, draw three cards. Or oh yeah, um, which is like an insane card. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sh- <laughs> but it's. It, They've decided to make that kind of discard more about like dealing with hard emotions and like and that's like Chandra hugging her mom for the first time. Both of them thought they were dead. Hmm. Dealing with that whole emotional moment. I don't know what you're talking about. No, just Chandra's I'm mom. Kidding. I'm kidding. Chandra, they both <laughs> thought the other one died. Yeah. Then they like went however long between baby Chandra and now. Sure. And then now they saw each other for the first time. Hmm. She's like a card in the new set that we'll probably talk. We might talk about her. Yeah. Maybe. All right. So. Those are the right. Oh, and the other one is the red two drop. We talk about this all the time. Sometimes this people think that it's young Pyromancer, but he's not a rare, and sometimes hasn't people been think dominating. it's Idolon Great Rebel, but that's but he's too red, and he's in, and instead of a red in a colorless. If he was a red in a colorless, he would just be it. Yeah, like without anyone really questioning it. And then, and but then we still don't have it. And we still, and I mean, the prowess card, the two one for two. Yeah, he has seen no modern play. I know, but he's like, if you talk about what these cards do, he generates card advantage. He's a two one for two. He's aggressive. He's like, he's a rare. Like he feels like he's that card, but he's not. Yeah, but that just means that because there are other white one drops, white two drops that like do those things you just said, but aren't Stoneforge Mystic. There are other blue two drops that are. Like so, you're saying by power level, he power has to, level he has, has to match. Yeah, I just think that like red if, is if anything. Le- power level is the most important thing on that. Red is just less played, so it's like it has to be insanity. It's Otherwise, not people less just, played. It's just late played for lightning bolt. The two two of the most played color combinations in modern are blue red and jund. Yeah, all right, keep going. And Tron, who is also red green. <laughs> yeah, but like, all right, let's just keep going. And Scapeshift, <laughs> which is red green. <laughs> yeah, but you're talking about like the same cards that show up in all those decks for the most part. It's just Lightning Bolt and the whole Tron and Scapeshift or Titan Shift do not play. I mean, Titan Shift plays Lightning Bolt, I guess. Okay, Through the Breach obviously is a powerful card. I'll give you that. <laughs> I will give you that Through the Breach is very good. Aside what about, from what about uh, uh, Unburial Rights? Not Unburial Rights. <laughs> Faith is looting. Faith is looting. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's just, I mean, I hear you. I just don't think that, I think you would have to make the red one very, very strong. Red is. Oh, yeah, no, it's a mistake. The card should never, the card, these cards, these four cards should never have, none of them should have been printed. Yeah. They're well, all mistakes. They're all so sweet, though. Snapcast image, dominated standard, probably a mistake. Should have been red. Uh, Stoneforge mistake, 100% <laughs> banned in standard. <laughs> Unbelievable card. Tarmogoyf. Last minute added a plus on the toughness that should not have been there, making a giant mis- like 100% the best creature of magic, which Dark means Confidant. it was a mistake. Dark Confidant is probably the safest one on these four. Yeah. Of those four. Still really good. And though. still like never going to be reprinted in standard again, too powerful. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, all right. One more. What's the last one? This cycle? is not rated in any way based on like any, any, any qualifications. This is pretty much the order we thought of stuff. Uh, number one Allied Swords. Oh, yeah. This is like, but this is a fan favorite. Yeah, I mean, yeah. this is so we have the five. No, this is definitely the sweetest. There, I mean, originally there was sort of light and shadow, sort of uh, fire, fire and ice. ice. That's it. They were the first two were from both from dark steel. Yep. Um, there, I still think fire and ice is the most powerful. I, a lot of people argue feast and famine is the more powerful, but I still think fire and ice is the most powerful. Draw a card, two damage. The co- the protection colors are not as good. Fire and ice is, yeah. It's really, I mean, it's really. Good. I mean, the, the protection colors are really good. Yeah. Lightning bolt and blue, like blue red <laughs> having protection. Like the problem with green black and modern is that the w- colors you're getting protection from are the colors that have abrupt decay. Who can enter the sword all day, any day, whenever they feel like it. Right. Versus red blue, which you bring that in against you know any of the red blue deck, like Splinter Twin decks, like they 
have a problem dealing with that card. Yeah, card's good. So then you got the three others that were printed in Scars of Mirrodin block. Um, sort of Body and Mind, Sort of Feast and Famine, Sort of War and Peace. And uh, I think of the five, Body and Mind has seen the least play, though it seems Body like... Body and Mind saw a chunk of play in Legacy, interesting enough. Because, because of the it, mill ability, right? No, because it had protection from Jace and Tarmogoyf. Oh, <laughs> sure. The two, like, the two most important things that protection from on a creature it had, so it saw play. Like it, and, and making a token every turn means there's always someone to pick up that sword and run with it. Um, War and Peace was sweet and standard because it was a standard where you could play like Birds of Paradise, like these, gr- these big green decks where like you would play Bird into Sword. It was quip. also an era where red and white were the best two removal colors. So yeah. like having those protections was really important. Yep. Um, so and but so we've never seen allied colored and, swords. And from Wizards perspective, perspective, they have said they're done. They maybe if they come to a point where they think it's first off, these swords are way too powerful. They, like first standard that power set that was locked in was created during an era where they didn't know how equipment worked so it's like very unlikely like they would want to break it if they were going to print it again and then that kind of leaves away what the cycle is and second they've kind of walked away from protection so you have a sweet idea i want allied colored vehicles vehicle swords vehicle swords well there wouldn't be swords but they and like we'd have to bring protection back but they've said they bring it back they wouldn't be like giant flying megatrons (laughs) Like flying sword, like like transformer guns. Like, I mean, like we had equipment. Yeah, those were the swords. So I want like vehicles, and I don't know, I don't know what theme they would be. Motorcycles. Right. Yeah. Is motorcycle the the sword of the vehicle world? I could say that. Have we like had motors? I guess we haven't really had like motorcycles in Magic, right? There's, I think there's a motorcycle in the vehicles. But I mean, prior to that, like we hadn't had any plane, like any like any of the metallic planes where like a character was riding a motorcycle. There's got to be like a a low rider, like. So maybe I'm just thinking of that comic book character. That I guess has cars. The red firehead. Are cars not a thing that have existed in the history? There's of been magic? carriages. Carriages. Vehicles. There are vehicles. There's been airships and carriages and, and airships. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. Carriages, but I'm talking like just look, car-looking things. Well, now we have them. Yeah, I just was yeah. surprising that in 20 years they had never come up with like a plane that had cars and motorcycles. That's crazy. Yeah. So so it's time. Motorcycle. Yeah. Allied colored motorcycles. Let's do it. Um, yeah, maybe yeah, sweet. I think it's sweet. I think you know the vehicles have protection mm. from those colors. You don't give it to the creatures, so that that makes them weaker. Um, and or vice versa, maybe you give the creatures protection, and you can kind of use the, them to protect it. I don't know, <laughs> whatever is less powerful. Hmm. Um, and then when they hit the when that vehicle hits a player, you get uh, the double trigger. You get a blue and a white spell where you do those things. You get a red, which I think there'd be cool ones. Like red, I think could get. Like a red blue one could, or not, sorry, a red green one could be, you can put a land from your pl- hand into play yeah. and tap an opponent's land. Mm. That seems sweet. That seems cool. Um, or a red black could be, you know, just do some stuff that I don't want to come up with right yeah. now. <laughs> I think that I think the vehicle cycle sounds really cool. I think it's yeah, a yeah. fun way to match the, you could change the power level a little bit, but I, I think that crewing things is going to be fun and magic. Yeah, and this is, it's interesting. I'm really interested to see how they play. And I'm really interested to see if crew becomes, and we'll talk about this tomorrow, uh, next week, but uh, if crew becomes evergreen. Because we're going to do our set review next week. Yeah, we are. Um, so yeah, that pretty much does it for the 10. I mean, there was a few other things we thought of, but we'll bring them up maybe in another episode. Perhaps, sure. perhaps we'll do a part two of this eventually if there are a bunch that come up that we realize we forgot. Um, and aside from that, yeah, uh, you guys should let us know what you think. If we missed one that you guys loved um, or you saw an opportunity, what, the ones we were really interested in were ones like the Red Tutor where it's, it's that or, or the Green-White X-Bell where it's clearly the one missing. And it's just like, how has that never been printed? And we were trying to come up with them, but we just figured that I mean, there's probably a couple we missed. So uh, share with us on Twitter, at the MMCast. Um, you can tag me at, at Ben Bateman Media. Uh, I am at Kess Wiley. Be sure to check out everything from our Patreon that helps us keep the show alive to the Command Zone on YouTube, um, our sister podcast, Jimmy and Josh do great stuff, and uh, we're on Facebook. So, uh, yeah, that pretty much yeah. does it, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next week for our official, our official Kaladesh set review. Yeah. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you for your attention. See you later, alligator. <laughs>